Happy New Year. Yeah. Happy New Year. <laughs> hey, how's it going, Brian? It's been a long time no speak on this uh, weird contraption we call a computer. Yeah, uh, it's, it's weird that we, have, we haven't spoken. It's like, I saw you like last week. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we've we, we, like, got to pretend that, oh yeah, we haven't spoken for ages. Uh, yeah, everything's going good, pal. How are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm very delighted to get back to the old podcasting routine. Um, ah, yes. We've been yeah, I, dying just to so, get back to just, it for a while. Just so we're clear, when you've counted us in, we, are, we did press play at the same time, yes? No, sorry. <laughs> oh, shit. It's all right, it's all right, it's all right. Just give me a time code. Yeah, great, great story. So, oh no, uh, the network doesn't allow me to give you a time code now, mate. Sorry. All right. I will go, I will go back. Don't worry about it. Uh, New Year, same old podcast. <laughs> yeah, unprofessional. <laughs> yeah. What can you say? Brilliant. Yeah. So I am back to the beginning, I think. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, we can blame the network for that partly as well. Yes. Uh, the, I, the, the changes are a bit um, different. And to be honest, I, I wasn't even sure that the login was going to work because, as, as you know, we don't, we don't um, pay for our own. So... <laughs> Thanks to whoever uh, supplies this for us. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Uh, let's just yeah, sense so the name because I don't, I don't want to visualize. We are um, in the old format of watching along WCW Nitro, and the current Nitro is January sixth, nineteen ninety-seven. But of course, we are um, going to talk too. Yes, <laughs> we're a little bit out of practice. If yeah, you can't tell. <laughs> so the, obviously we we need to we need to explain to everybody that we have said Happy New Year, but we are actually recording on the twenty first of December. Um, we're trying to get uh, a few of these in the bag to get a head start again. Uh, we, we've plenty to talk about. It's been nine months since our last recording, which was obviously the December thirtieth uh, WCW Nitro. No, and no. to contextualise even further, nobody's had a baby. <laughs> Well, or yeah, Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. so somebody did have a baby without knowing that they had a baby growing inside of them. Um, I can't remember if I told you this the last time that I saw you, but congratulations to uh, Jess, who's uh, a really good mate of mine's daughter. And I remember the day that she was born, I was in hospital uh, to see her like literally mere hours after she'd been born, so I've known her all her life. and we spent a little bit of time with Jess over the past couple of months, especially, uh, especially around Halloween and stuff like that. We went to one of them Skirt Kingdom type things in in Bootle, and she she I drove her down and drove her home, and none of us knew she was pregnant. She didn't look pregnant. She didn't act pregnant. You know, she weren't showing. And then boom, one day phone call. I passed three in the morning from my mate, and he's like, "I'm a granddad." <laughs> and it's like you what mate he's like I'm a fucking granddad Jess was pregnant how the fuck has that happened I'm like but we've been out we've been drinking all of us together and you know we've, we've been here there and everywhere and he went I fucking know she so went, this is some real fucking Lisa Dingle bullshit now isn't it <laughs> you know in the spirit of Christmas as well <laughs> Did she like give birth like without knowing on Christmas Day? Uh, well, 
Um, you know, I I mean, this is, we're talking like 2000 here. There's <laughs> something stupid like that. I couldn't tell you the exact date, but I can tell you the, the little one's name. Uh, and I think you're going to get a kick out of it. It's called Roman. Roman? Yes. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Gaz was a massive fan of The Shield uh, right, back well, in the day. I'm glad you didn't say Zach. That would be <laughs> no. fucking really bizarre. And, and, but that would have been ironic as well, because I say Lisa Dingle, and he says, like, well, you know, one person dies, another person's born. Zach Dingle died. Yes, he well, did. Well, the actor died, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so that would have been fucking, no, that would have been one big can of worms, that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, the, somebody somebody did have a baby, um, but uh, not in this, not in our two uh, homes, thankfully. Um, no. Start- We've just been fucking busy. <laughs> We've been very, very busy, yeah. Yeah, you you promoting and touring, me working nights mainly. Yes, yeah. yeah. It's been a really fucking busy year. Stop. If you can't tell by my gruff voice, I'm shagged. <laughs> and not in a good way. No, because then... Sorry, never mind. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, what was you going to I say was gonna, I was going to go down the uh, the pregnancy and having a baby route, but I thought I'd... Uh... I thought better of it to be honest. Yeah, don't don't do not make jokes like that, please. Do no. not make jokes like that. Ooh. Glacier versus Oh. But it's not Bobby Eaton, is it? Is it Bobby Eaton? I have not got a clue because you did press play. <laughs> I didn't press play for Oh, have you not played press play? I thought you'd no. come back to the beginning. No, because I said there were no time called. Oh we'll fire so away I... then, Brian, if you want yeah. to uh if you want to uh count us in, let's do it. Right, let's start again. Fucking really unprofessional today, guys. <laughs> Three, two, one, play. Right, so from from future reference, Mark, do not count us into the recording because that's where I got confused. Right. <laughs> oh, God. Still the old Hulk Hogan on the bloody intro. That's really annoying. Old Hulk Hogan, old Sting, Macho Man still not got a contract. WCW Monday Nitro. <laughs> where we just do whatever the fuck we want. <laughs> and weird, bizarre pattern at the end of the ramp. I don't know what the fuck that word. Did you see that geometric pattern there? That was trippy. Yeah, I don't know if that's part of the arena or is that that with the lights. No idea. Judging judging by the looks of things, it might be part of the arena. But yeah. And as always being the professionals that we are, we know exactly where this arena is because we've done our research, honest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Doing Boise, Idaho. Oh, well played. No, I'm, I'm, I'm just making shit up. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were just going to go for it. I thought we were just yeah. going to... Yeah, just canon. They are in Insert City and State and Arena here later. Uh, yeah, Monroe, Louisiana. Monroe <laughs> Civic Center. That's where they are. Ah, um, okay. I didn't need to do that. So I've... Glacier's coming out. <laughs> Glacier coming out for the second time. Uh... <laughs> looking, looking more and more like a samurai mm. rather than a Mortal Kombat character. And that, that samurai, oh my God, that is the worst headdress. That doesn't even match his gimmick at no. all. No. It's brown leather. Yeah. It's like, it just looks like he's been in a fancy dress shop and he goes, oh, I like that, and just bought it and thought, oh, yeah, this would be a good wrinkle to my character. At least spray it silver, dude. Yeah. Come on. No wonder you didn't get over Glacier. 
Uh... It's, it's like he's adding more gimmicks, but uh, gimmicks are being taken away from him as well. There's no blue light in here. It's all, all just like normal colour. It is dimmed down. There's a, a little bit of snow. I just feel like asking him, do you have dandruff? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Sorry, I have to fucking quote that stupid head and shoulders over it. <laughs> I like that light, though. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that is pretty the cool. The effect is pretty smart, and it? it's just, yeah. it's, uh, it's just it's a just, glacier. Yeah. It looks like he's wearing a Toronto Maple Leafs uh, yeah. outfit here as well. Yeah. You know, it's like uh, Adam Copeland's retirement, not even retirement match, but his last match in WWE, he wore basically Toronto-based gear. I was going to say then, retirement match? Hang on a minute. Yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> and I watched, Ed, I watched Dynamite two weeks ago and he was wrestling. <laughs> yeah, Edge retired. <laughs> I think we should just call him Fox's Glacier Mints from this point onwards. <laughs> How right. good are they? They are good. But... Yeah. Zach not, Dingle, not good for your teeth. Yeah, Zach Dingle, Head and Shoulders adverts, Fox <laughs> Glacier Mints. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the Yanks aren't going to get these references. That's fine. That's that's yeah. what people listen to us for. These these Britishisms, as I've said in the past, that's what they're here for. But yes, I can confirm that it is Bobby Eason. It is, and he he was he was a pretend Brit. He was, yes. Mm. So was Triple H for a while. Very true. <laughs> I always found that very interesting, Triple H's uh, trajectory. Like, first he's a fake, fake French-Canadian person, then he's a British, and then he's uh, I don't even know what his bloody debut character was. Was he an arist- aristocrat or something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. I'll, I'll think of when I see that, uh, you know, I think of that gimmick is just him going, Phew. <laughs> you know, that, that gift just gets shared around. Oh, that did not look good there, Bobby. Like, he tried to leap over, but half-arsed it. Yeah. Make up for it, though. Yeah. That was a really good flip, to be honest with you. Oh, that kick was just not good. (laughs) No. I think think this is the one thing, right? Someone actually did point this out the other day. Uh, We were actually talking to to a guy just randomly in the pub, in the pub, just like WCW fan. We were just talking, I mentioned that don't do a podcast. They did give us the account, so I cannot remember his name. So if you're listening, sorry, but <laughs> we were we were talking about like the production quality and things like that. And there's one thing that he pointed out. He goes, like he watches a lot of WWE these days, and he was saying like the shaky camera is very off-putting. It is fucking awful. He said the one thing that WWE were always good at, always been good at, is getting the right angles. Yeah. WCW just don't seem to do that. You just see all these like really weird. Ki- like kicks like that, and it's so blatant that they're not hitting. Mm. You know, like that—that's that, the one thing you could. Oh, the match is over, and I missed it. Fucking hell! I were actually watching. I didn't realize he actually pinned him. Well, the you were surprised to know that it was from a kick. Yeah, and not a good one. Right. <laughs> yeah, they just. Yeah. I think the idea. I think the idea of having um, uh, not overproduced camera angles and stuff like that is to give it a, a, a feeling of anything can happen and yes yeah, which which is fair enough yeah like you don't want to overproduce but it's just kind of like you want to get like you don't want to be doing that so blatant in front of the camera mm. it happens way too often 
I've got to say, that, that close-up shot that we had of Glacier just a second ago, though, I just thought Woody from Tears. When he had the air, uh, yeah. Just, he looked just so much fucking like him. <laughs> and that haircut, there you go, that, that is a haircut you could set a watch to. Like... <laughs> The old buzz cut. You gotta love it. We are only what five minutes in, and I've already made a Simpsons reference. <laughs> yeah, that's not like you. We're back, baby. <laughs> God, the uh, the and captions point, are different re- as well. Have you noticed? I don't know if you've got captions. No, because I was just about to say I haven't actually got the captions on. Like, yeah, so man. I'm gonna get them on. Mine is still the same. You know, the white bar with the white lettering. But it is more in sync. I'll give it that. It's like as I'm reading them, I can see that's what Tony is actually saying. Uh, I think it's different tablets. To a degree. PC. The PC's... Oh, it's behind. And it just looks so weird. It looks like, it looks like video game uh, captions. It's really bizarre. Oh, so like you're having to squint to read them? Yeah. Because I find that with a lot of video games these days. It's like, I was playing GTA before I came on, and I've got a, a 50, 50, I think it's a 53-inch screen or something like that, and no matter what, no matter what TV I play that on, the captions remain the same size. Yeah. And there's no way of making them bigger. At least, not, not that I know of. It, they are just really, really tiny, so... It's, it's one of those things that they've just never got the grasp of ever since... Since the, uh, the days of early HD, like video games, captions, it just never got the hang of them at all. It can take you away from what's happening on screen, can't it? You end up concentrating too much on the on the subtitles. See, I I I I, I do agree, but like I also live with my mum. My mum's partial deaf. She's always got captions on TV, and I just I, I at this point. It's just like white noise, right? Like I just, I just don't notice the there most of the time. Hmm. Like you know, not even white noise, just like background noise. I just don't know they're there. Right? I just look past them. But when I'm watching on the network, I'm actually looking at both. So I'm, I'm a little bit trained in that <laughs> that degree. Speaking of your mum, she really sold grease to me. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah, I saw it. I saw it in the. Um, oh, I saw it in Burning Thunder on uh, Friday. Yeah, she did not once mention this to me. No, we just just had a chat while I was waiting for Beth to come on because she'd been out with work do. And um, she meant she, she asked about New York and stuff, and I said. Uh, I said, like, do you like going abroad and stuff like that? And she mentioned Greece, said that they just love Greece. And to be honest, Greece had never really been... Greece is a lot higher on the list than America ever was, but Greece never really appealed to me. And she showed me a few photos and stuff, and I was just like, fucking hell, it actually sounds really nice. Right, so my head went completely elsewhere then. It's like really so Greece to you. I thought, like, Greece the movie. No, because I know my mum my my mum does like that film, so there's that. Or or literally, you know, Homer Homer Simpson not uh, yeah, Homer Simpson fucking Warriors Retirement Greece. I'm like, what the fucking hell is he going on about here? You actually meant Greece the country. Greece the country, yeah. Of course. (laughs) Second Simpsons reference. 
yeah. But that it, it, that's what I mean. It was just like I couldn't tell. Like so weird. We just random, random out of the blue. <laughs> she was selling grease to me. Yeah, what kind of grease? Oh yeah, you know the the kind that you can get from a, a corner shop. <laughs> she looks well happy to be there. Yeah, like, I'm here with my husband who likes wrestling. We're getting a divorce. So we've got Conan and Big Bubba. Big Bubba's growing his hair out here. Big Bubba, the like, NWO fucking member. Yeah. Conan, yeah, what, the non-NWO member. Is that what happens when you're in NWO? You have to grow your hair out? <laughs> Maybe. I mean, poor Vincent can't, so... Also, Conan's been spelt with one N in the middle instead of K-O-N-N-A-N. So he's oh, yeah, they're not con- Conan. They're not consistent enough with that. I've, I've, no. I've noticed that throughout this, like... They change their mind. Speaking of Conan, uh, I actually quite like the guy these days. Um, he was slagging off Nia Jax recently. Oh no, he wasn't like he wasn't. He was not being like really mean. He was just saying like she's just not a good wrestler because he's right. She's not a good wrestler. Like he doesn't understand the uh, what she actually brings. She's still reckless. Like. Just like it, it, it is a worry actually watching her. The fact that WWE allowed her back after what she did, like uh, implicating her freaking WWE colleagues in a federal crime, like that says to me, yeah, no, no, you do not come back. Not open arms. Yeah. For some reason, Triple H just likes her, but yes, well, it, it's, it's just it's the it's the people that she knows as well in it. Yeah, that as well. But anyway, yeah, he was just saying like she uh, saying that. He, she's not really that great and her heel work leads a lot to de- me desired because she's a really big woman yet she's running away from Becky Lynch and he's fucking spot on mm. like it's spot on like Big Bubba's not running away from Conan here no he's he's taking the fight to him to be fair e- e- exactly because that's what a big man should do you know like just I don't, I don't I don't like big man cowardice I really don't yeah yeah a big woman cowardice but yeah th- that goes to show you like I just don't understand like like, Nia Jax really shouldn't be there anyway. She's never been safe and all that. The amount of injuries she caused. And, yeah, just... Uh, yeah, so I, I was just reading about it, and I'm like, yeah, he's fucking spot on here. I actually like you now, Conan. <laughs> he does come out with some fucking bizarre shit, but, no, he was on the money for that. It's weird as well if, if you actually go through... So if anybody's going through our, our podcast episodes uh, in order... Probably about three episodes ago was the Hall of Fame, and Conan did the Hall of Spe- Fame speech for, oh, for yes, Rey Mysterio. He did. So at this and point, did- you just sound like Conan's number one fan at this point. So yeah, I, I, I did actually forget about. That. I remember I said that's one of the greatest Hall of Fame, uh, Hall of Fame, Hall, uh, of, Hall of Fame, <laughs> Hall of Fame. Uh, Hall it's of all fame right, Brian. We've been speeches. we've been away a long time. It's fine. <laughs> we also recorded at half past one in the morning. I mean, that's standard fair for us, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, oh I suppose, yeah. I'm just trying uh, to like make excuses at this point. Uh. <laughs> so this is a strap match, uh, and obviously the strap has been used a couple of times, primarily on Conan rather than to his advantage, but he's got a sleep rolled on now. Yeah, and I like the psychology in this because I find like a lot of strap matches don't actually utilize a strap like this. Yeah, they just basically just put, uh, 
they pull on the straps to bring them, or they'll just tie them around the woody ring post. Mm-hmm. It's usually one of the two, or or around the ropes, but never like this. Now, I don't really like choking spots or things like that. I just, but I'm glad it's being used for something like that. Yeah, yeah. I saw the. Uh, I saw the. Uh, I don't know what to call it now. It's not a prognosis, the diagnosis or whatever of um, Charlotte's injury on the on the top, the top rope. Looks like oh. she's going to be out for nine months. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's some uh, some serious damage in that leg. Yeah, by the time our next episode, she'll be back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that is a fucking shame, that. Mm, right, and, and the thing is, though, is that I actually missed... I was watching that night as well, but I I actually missed how she injured herself. I just completely missed... I thought she'd done a moonsault. The it, thing was, is with, it was with during a commercial break, weren't it? Yeah. Mm. Uh, the thing is with Charlotte is... She is a great wrestler, you know. First of all, absolutely great wrestler. And her moonsault looks fucking phenomenal. Except she rarely lands it right. right. And she's she's hurt other people and she's hurt herself a few times. And it's lucky that there's never be, really been a major injury from that. Hmm. But it, So I immediately, my head was, oh, fucking hell, she's botched the moonsault and she's actually hurt herself this time. No, it was just like, it was just a top rope what uh, did they do uh, yeah I, they I were setting up for something weren't they and yeah they were we setting up and they slipped yeah. yeah it was neither of their fault but I've, I've seen Asuka get blamed for it and it's like no come on guys it, it was none of their fault it was just an accident a freak accident and Charlotte's hurt herself it, it's just unfortunate mm. the fortunate thing is that Asuka didn't hurt herself because she landed quite awkwardly as well yeah yank on it as Larry's saying, that's the right thing to do. <laughs> he's gone through the legs and he's yanking on the... Uh... <laughs> whoa, whoa. He's gone through the legs and he's yanking on it. Yeah. So this is... Oh, I was going to say this is going to be like Conan's second victory in a strap match because I'm sure he, he wrestled somebody uh, on one of the previous Nitros in the past two episodes. Um... But yeah, I've 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 done it eight, now that we know them as ACLs. Um, oh, oh, there you are. He touched the fourth. Um... <laughs> Mark Curtis is like, wow. this is how he did it. <laughs> wow. Now I really, really like that. Actually, <laughs> that was very creative. Now I don't really like the touch the fourth corner gimmick. I think it's just a bit hawky. Yeah. I, I just I don't know what it is. Just I don't like it. I just think like. I might still finish with like a pinfall or a knockout. Yeah. So I, I, I don't hate last man standing matches, but sometimes it'd be taken out. If they're not creative enough, that 10 count, it can just be simply you're just waiting there. And whilst you're waiting, the anticipation to get to that 10, if there's nothing going on or there's nothing like around it, it's just fucking dull. Yeah. Right? And, and you find that fans just don't get a great pop out of it. And it's the same, same philosophy here. Like, we touch the four corners. It is a bit lame, but if you do something like that, where a guy just nearly passes out, and that's how it, like that is fucking brilliant. Yeah, just it's really kind clever. of um, it's kind yeah. of overstipulated, isn't it? Yeah. So. Oh my god! Like you see a little close up where he just like 
He lands near it, his arm's on the rope, and he just slides it across. <laughs> like, just a word with all. I actually really like that. Yeah, it's one thing having a strap match, it's another thing having a strap match where you have to touch four corners. It's just overstepping. Yeah. It's it's a bit yeah. too much. Yeah. It sounds but, like something straight out of TNA's playbook, really. Yeah. Yeah, yeah true. But I did like that. Uh, here we are, uh, former AEW employee Kevin Sullivan. <laughs> Does... Did you see? Did you see his tweet about that? Yeah, uh, it's something yeah. like I I was not fired by AEW today. Or <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> no, it was actually. It is weird. It's weird that there are there's two Kevin Sullivans who are in prominent production positions in wrestling companies. <laughs> yeah. So. The, the Kevin Sullivan, he used to be a WWE employee, and he actually he revealed in an interview years ago, like the the ideas for the WCW purchase back then, and they were actually originally trying to get uh, TV rights, but on a Saturday night, and the, yeah. he revealed like some of the names of the what they were tr- they were trying to name the show, and they were like hard on Saturday night, which is just fucking what? Yes, the <laughs> WWE. Hard on uh, uh, wanted WCW hard on Saturday night. Wow. Yes, which is awful. There were like other ones like WCW Hotbox, WCW Primal <laughs> Urge. You know, fucking. They're all very sexual, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Hotbox is more like, uh, yeah, they're just a lot of fucking pot smokers. Which, to be fair, fucking WCW in the nineties, yeah. most ninety nine percent of the roster must have been fucking pot smokers. Right, but uh, yeah, just uh, it should have just been WCW Saturday night if you're gonna do that. Yeah, yeah. At least, at least it's recognisable to WCW fans. But yeah. yeah, but yeah, Kevin Sullivan was like working in WWE around that time. He, he used to do like a lot of video packages and things like that. So it 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 is really confusing. It is. I imagine like, imagine I like if they re- worked for the same company at some point, like. Oof. I like Rip Flair's uh, uh, Michael DeSanta cosplay here. <laughs> it's like you you leave GTA for you know play for a while. You play as a different character. You go back to uh, uh, Michael on it, and eventually it'll just be like wearing beige slacks with a grey shirt, uh, grey blazer, and a white uh, blue shirt or something like that. Just nothing that goes together. This mm. doesn't go together, but Rip Flair pulls it off. Like he just. I, I, I hate him for that. He can just pull any fucking combination of suits off. <laughs> fucking hell, I've seen him in, just in his underwear, but he's fucking 60 years old and he still pulls that off. I don't know. I think it's just because he has that grammar's house. You, like, you could put him in a bin bag and he'll still look great. Like, just for him. I'm sorry, all I can think of is like fucking Terry Funk going, Rick Floor. You look like a jackass. <laughs> that was such a good impression. <laughs> I didn't know I could actually do so many fucking impressions. Add that to the repertoire. <laughs> yes. It's a shame I've not really been practicing my macho man. I've had a really bad cold recently as well, so I don't know if I could do macho man. Now, my captions have frozen on fashion woo. <laughs> Do you 
Gene, Gene proper goes off like sometimes. It, it's just like it can be such a momentum killer. Yes. But I think it's because he's just got so used to being the backstage interviewer in WWE. He's not used to actually being on the stage. Yeah. And and you think, like, in backstage, backstage those backstage segments, they were all pre-recorded. Like, hmm. they, they, were, they were pre-recorded and they were... They admitted as such. They admitted as such. They were like, this was earlier today or what have you, even though they were probably recorded like fucking two months prior. Yeah. Um, and... It was just so used to just letting fucking I don't know. He used to play off Savage and Hogan a lot, didn't he? Yeah. So yeah. So he's just probably got used to that interplay. So when you're having to do the more sports commentators type stuff like this, yeah, it just doesn't work. But he's entertaining in in that way as well. Like, yeah. Yeah. Only he could get away with doing that. And here he comes, Double J, Jeff Jarrett, slap ass. Slap ass? Were they not slap nuts? He used to say slap ass as well. In fact, he called oh, Ric Flair a slap ass quite a lot. <laughs> Which now makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yes, oh yes, it does. Did a lot of slap assing. And we used to say on this podcast that <coughs> this is this is Jeff Jarrett after he spilled a cup of coffee down himself. And now he's got it round his lower region as well, which uh, yeah, that's not good. I, I just never understood why you dress like this. No, nah, I don't. I, I, I get I get trying to be different, but this is just not an awful look. And his gimmick never matches it either. No, there's there's looking different, and then there's looking like a twat. And he's both. Yeah, he, he, he somehow always managed to look like a twat. <laughs> right, regardless, even when he got rid of this, he, he started going for the just the normal shorts, but he used to come out with a fucking guitar, with the, uh, with the uh, fucking the crew coat and sunglasses. Yeah, what? Mm. And he looked like a twat then. Like, I mean, Arn Anderson's wearing double denim, which is an absolute fashion disaster. And Jeff Jarrett still looks like the twat here. Right. Oh, now well. you, you. Whoa! Swerve. Uh, Apparently, Arn Anderson heard me and he's taking his frustrations out on Jeff Jarrett. And <laughs> see, he's definitely heard me now because he's took his second denim off. Right. Well, can we actually add a little bit more context to that? Yes, he is wearing the, the old can, uh, Canadian tuxedo. However, yes. <laughs> a sleeveless <laughs> denim jacket. Yeah. It's a vest with a black T-shirt. Fucking Triple H must have looked at that and go, you know. Can't uh, fancy it, yeah. Because <laughs> he used to wear that as well. Yes, he did. I Oh, no, no. Actually, I am misremembering that. He might have been, oh. he not have sleeved. I think he might have been sleeved oh, no. for a time. Yes, he used to have denim sleeves with a leather jacket. Yeah. And a leather paddy cap to go with it. Big iron patch on the back. Big iron cross oh. iron patch oh, on my the back. God. <sighs> yeah. What is it with wrestlers and their obsession for the Iron Cross? Nazi Nazi imagery. It's, it's. I don't know. I mean, I, I think it, it's more associated with like Harley Davidson and like biker gangs as well. Which it, again, you know, the, the links are there. Like with Triple H, it was Mortarhead, weren't it? That's the reason yeah. why. Yeah, but Jeff Hardy used to wear it as well. Did he? Yeah, uh, Lita used to do it as well. Lita used to have some imagery. 
Oh, spinning net breaker from Jeff Cherry. Used to be a lot of the uh, skater brands at work. Uh, well, a particular skater brand that used to have it as well. Right, it's just. Hang on. What? This Did is. He just fuck this was a match. I didn't realise it was a match. Yeah, they called it. They just called for the match. And well, he's just won. He's just beating with a spinning net re- net breaker. And with his feet on the rope, and the referee was right there. There was no way you could miss that. Oh, dissension in the four horsemen. Rick Flores, that's it now. He's bouncing off the ropes and then jumps in and says, "What are you doing?" <laughs> Is it me or is Flores her a little bit weird here? Yeah, it's all grown a little bit. He needs a bit of yeah, a, a bit of a trim. Like he, yeah, it looks like he's got way too many dead ends. It, it's a bit wispy looking. Hmm. Like maybe he actually washed it. Or maybe that, yeah. Yeah, it would just say uh, fucking shall we herbal essences. Uh, herbal essences? Herbal essences. <laughs> I want to put it on record. I've not had a drink. I really have not. I've Maybe just, it'd sort you out. I'm just struggling to speak English at this point in time. But no, herbal essences. Could you just imagine herbal, uh, the herbal essences advert with Rick Flair in the shower? You know? Oof. You know, because always the orgasm sounds that they did, didn't they? <laughs> so fucking weird. Again, you, Americans aren't going to understand this, surely. I think they did have that in America. The herbal oh. essences advert. I think it. I think it came over here. Yeah, it was. And we just dubbed it. Right, had it banned over there. <laughs> we. <laughs> I was going to say we we dubbed it with an English accent, so they, they they're all really polite about it. Like they have a they have a polite <laughs> orgasm. Right. Now now Jerry's got the straps down. <laughs> I don't even know if he could call them straps to be honest with you. <laughs> but from the side view then, I just thought, Jericho? Where the fuck did he come from? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> come on, surely Flair's gonna chop him. Yeah, off. I, 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 nope. I I seriously thought that was gonna happen then. Now there are, there is dissension in the ranks, but I, I I swear I've called it. Like Orn Anderson, he's he's not long for this world. Like he's retiring soon. I know it's coming up at some point. I know it, I know he takes some time off. I don't know if he actually has taken the time off at this point, but he just seemed to be like wrestling still quite regularly. Oh, but he wasn't wrestling as regular as before. But I I know he gets hurt and he takes. I'm pretty sure it's something like six months off. That I've heard of anyway. Hmm. All right. Did anybody else think that fucking uh, Jarrett was going to turn on Deborah then? At this point, you know, just fucking push her out of the ring. Yeah. Uh, with the way all this has gone, I, I just want somebody to turn on somebody at this point. Like, yeah. I, I don't feel it as a payoff. Tony Khan looking, and, and yeah, and Deborah's just like all about looking at the camera and just. Anyway, now I'm missing context here, but it went with WD WD forty. <laughs> like, what? What the fuck's going on? <sighs> oh, oh god! Our own pay per view. Oh, sold out coming up. Bye 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 bye. <laughs> bye bye. No, it weren't like bye bye. We'll just buy as in buy it. <laughs> 
Alright, so some with the amazing French Canadians versus Rey Mysterio Jr. What? That cannot be a handicap match. No, they're just, just running down ah. the uh Be joined and by the Dweem. The Dweem? The Dweem. The American Dweem, yeah. Daddy. Yeah, I, I I can't do an American Dream impression either. I've tried that before, you know. It just does not work. I heard a promo with him today in uh back in WWF. Um I'm trying to think of the event. It was it was fucking so good. The guy was fucking just immense on a microphone. Yes. Right. A guy with that strong a lisp should not... And also a strong accent as well. Yeah. Very strong accent. Yeah, yeah. And a lisp. He should not have been able to cut a promo as good as he did. And fucking hell, he did. But the thing is about it, it's not just what he says or the cadence that said, you know, how he says it right. It's the psychology of it as well. Like, I I think people get lost on that aspect. There's a reason why he was heading the promo classes for WWE. Hmm. Like, you listen to a lot of, like, the the NXT alumni, you know, the likes of Paige Soraya, you know, people like that. Anyone that were coming up whilst he was there, they will say that he was the reason why they got good at promos. Yeah. Yeah. Now, that is something that this man should be running as well. It is. Because fucking hell, like, I've often said, like, his promo where he uh, he reveals that he, uh, he set Tajiri on Triple H like, uh, for attacking Eugene, like, I know it's like fucking really shite era of WWE and all that, but when he comes out and reveals to Triple H that he was the one behind the master plan, and he just says it in, like, his, like, cheeky, like, mannerisms, and he just, he gets that credential where he gets really fucking angry, it's literally like in my top five promos of all time, it's fucking superb, like, I watched it the other day, and still, goosebumps, every time I see that, it's goosebumps, it just he's just he was just so fucking good like is still probably could cut a fucking meme promo oh absolutely I want him to be on TV but he just doesn't want to do that no more yeah like I know he did it in AEW but he he's he, even then he was like he had, he's admitted that it's just not something he wanted to do he yeah. did not want to be on TV and it's like I get you if you if you've been on TV for fucking thirty foot you know years like he has, not that you probably would want to do something different after a while. If you if you retired wrestling, what the fuck? <laughs> he hit him with the actual flag, not the flagpole, yeah. and he saw his actual Jim Duggan. By the way, guys, you know the, it was meant to be DDP. DDP didn't come out, and we've been given Hacksaw Jim Duggan instead. So oh. yeah, what a treat. We yeah. we almost had Regal versus DDP. Now for the television I would, title. I would have paid to see that match. Yes, I agree. This not so much. Like I I've I mentioned like I just don't get Duggan's psychology character, you know. In the eighties, sure, whatever, don't give a shit. In the nineties, come on guy. He, he's, he's so outdated. Yeah. Like, yeah. And Mark Curtis is on the floor. Yeah, and it, it, by all accounts, he's a fucking heel as well, like, you know. If, if he's doing shit like that, what is that fucking fan doing? <laughs> I, feel, I feel like Regal's like, you're a bloody Hull City fan. What <laughs> the... 
What is this? <laughs> that was actually a really good real impression. <laughs> See, we're getting back into the swing of it. All the yeah. impressions. Oh, I'm wearing my NWO hoodie now. Well done, Kev. <laughs> well done. Represent, bro. See, you went Hull City. I was thinking CCW referee. <laughs> yeah, he did. Oh, yeah. Fucking hell. I listened to a podcast with Bryce from AEW, the, the referee. And yeah, yeah. The, um, Conrad mentioned that, that that's what they used yeah. to wear. Aren't you in the wrong company, sunshine? I cannot do a regal impression. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, the NWO are out here to take over commentary and commentary like, yep, fucking get on with it. It was always quite entertaining when they did it, to be fair. Yeah. Dugan, what the fuck were you doing there? We're (laughs) we're probably just going to get heavily racist against British people at this point. Yes. (laughs) In hindsight. Mrs. Epstein. Mrs. Epstein? Really? Yes, yes. Considering what's about to come out. Holy shit, man. (laughs) Oh, no. Excuse my coughing. shit. (laughs) I can't believe that just happened. Oh, well. I know what's going on the socials for this fucking episode, then. (laughs) That's just just sorted our marketing out for the next two weeks. Oh. Yeah, I think that the uh, the past plan promotion tactic of using Nigella Lawson. No, 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 Mrs. Epstein. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Jesus originally it was going to be Christ. yeah, yeah. The the last voice that you heard on the Nigella podcast was uh, Nigella Lawson, but now Eric Bischoff's talking about fucking Mrs. Epstein, and well, imagine well, imagine you- if his name actually came up on that list. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. How fucked up would that be? Yeah, that, I don't... I don't how do you not want to think about that, to be honest with you? <laughs> Christ, on a bike. Right, okay. So, in a setting like this, with Duggan, you need Regal to be selling those punches yeah. like that. Yeah. And that fucking hell. See, that's that's how you, you make me buy into another character like that. Yeah. If you sell for him like that, fucking hell. Because his work punches, Jim Duggan's work punches, you are fucking good. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't turn that away from him. They are good. Like, when he just fucking piles him in like that, they are good. They do look quite real, albeit still quite cartoony. When Regal's fucking selling him like that and he goes onto his ass, yeah, that's fucking brilliant. That's how you That's how you get him over, brother. The, um... The commentary desk, of course, of Six, Nash and uh, Eric Bischoff are talking about a Miss NWR contest and I can't believe that this is actually coming up this quickly. That's so bizarre. I'm almost... Again, I think I've talked about this in the past when the WWF were Sable and all the beautiful women. I I actually think the Miss NWR contest is full of people who are not considered in... um, in the social construct as being beautiful, if you catch my drift. <laughs> so, oh my um, god! Yeah. Uh, so basically, it's just everything that NWO do. And, 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 no fat chicks. NWO do. <laughs> there you go. Straight away, no fat chicks. There you go. That, that's how they're gonna advertise it. A, big, a billboard saying no fat chicks. 
<laughs> there you go, your third fucking Simpsons reference. I'm back, baby. Uh, <sighs> no, what I was about to say is as sick as a house. Uh, yeah, houses are pretty sick. Yeah, that don't make uh, no sense. I think it was meant to be horse. Uh, yeah, NWO, just everything they do is counterculture, and that is counterculture, Kirker 1997. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It, you, you're the, oh, the hottest thing on the planet, aren't you? So you don't need to add to it by using cheap tactics. You can just do do the opposite, really. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so we had uh, so DDP has got some important business with Scott Hall. Uh, mm. They continue to tease yeah. DDP join the NWO. I like that they I like that they're trying to get DDP so much. So I think it gives him yes. the rub, doesn't it, a little bit? It gives him the rub, but it's like, why would they not want him? Mm. He mm. has got the best finisher in wrestling here. Yeah, at this moment in time, best finisher in wrestling, hands down. You can't deny that. And I and I think even to this day, like still, the DDP, uh, DDP, the Diamond Cutter, the, the RKO, yeah, best best finishers in wrestling, easily, yeah, yeah. because you can literally do it out and over. Yeah, both yeah. of them. I mean, I've seen DDP be in a position where someone's done a tornado DDT on him and he's reversed it into the Diamond Cutter. Yeah. Like, it's just fucking phenomenal. He's only just, uh, well, somebody already only just found out that you could do uh, running grapples on WCW Revenge, so they found a, a a running a running diamond cutter. Now I always knew you could do this. I didn't realize it was like an undercover thing, but apparently people have only just found out that you can do it. So, and it it looks a bit clunky because it's like nineteen ninety seven video games. We're talking N sixty four stuff, but ten pixels. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but man, I, I I love that sort of stuff though. It's just fucking great. I mean, I, f- I find it funny, you look at Minecraft these days, and it's purposely meant to be just pixels and look retro, and, like that. and yet, like, it still looks better than anything on the N64. It's so fucking weird. Yeah, yeah. It purposely made it blocky. Yeah. We're actually talking about this, like, uh, on, a, on a Facebook page the other day. So the GTA 6 trailer came out, and people were automatically complaining because the the uh, main protagonist is a woman, and it's like the people saying like, "Oh, no one complained about this when it was Lara Croft," and I'm like, "You definitely did not come up in that time, then, did you?" <laughs> because I remember being in high school when Tomb Raider was out and all that, and there were a lot of my male friends who said, "I will not buy that game. I will not play as a woman." Wow. And I'm pretty sure that was a reflection on the gaming industry as a whole at the time. Certainly at the time, yeah. Did yeah. Not, but because it was no social media, media, it was not amplified. Yeah. Now we've got social media, people have got a voice, and some people have several voices because they have seven accounts where they will just say the same old shit. Mm-hmm. Now, I would just... The point is, I'm just saying, like, back then, the only people that weren't complaining about playing as Laura Croft was playing as a female, who were the ones that were horny for her. Looking back, they were basically horny over a fucking triangle under a t-shirt. Because <laughs> that's all that was. <laughs> I, I, I can't ever say that I've ever had a fetish for a game character, especially with fucking Laura Croft. Like, in fucking 
1998 Tomb Raider 3 or whatever were out at the time. Mm. Like, it just... I mean, as, yeah, as but, time went on and gaming got better, she she obviously became more curved, I guess. More human, yeah. But yeah, I think... Uh, I don't know. I, I think out of all video game characters, she has to be the the most attractive one. But yeah, I course. certainly don't believe that you can have a... Uh, maintain a relationship with somebody like that. <laughs> give me the uh, give me the Trish Stratus loading screen any day of the week. Um, oh yeah, the, the loading <laughs> screen that you never saw until your fucking parents walked in. Yeah. yeah, I saw that meme the other day, and I'm like, yep, fucking hell, every fucking time. Here you it's like, oh dear. Yeah, so he got disqualified for using the tape, yeah. you know, the shit weapon. That but chestnut, yeah. About fucking time, though. Seriously, about time. People He's cheering. away with that way too fucking Still much. cheering the heel tactics, though. It's just... The other thing that pisses me off about Axo is that it, they'll always do the, the spot where he's got a... Uh, he's in a sleeper hold or something. And... Um, Going into the camera. Yeah, so he's going into the camera, but the referee's checking his arm, and his arm's going down, and it's going down, but he's looking at the camera, so we know he's awake. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not really sure what was going on here, because it looked like... It looked like he was about to turn heel. Mm. Like, he was getting peed off. Now, I don't know if the commentary... Uh, the, uh, the commentary, the captions were coming from the commentary or coming from him, because he was sh- screaming at the at the camera they run about like this is a new America and all this thing when I thought okay he's grabbing the WCW flag here he's going to go into the ring and he's going to break it on his knee no he just wears it around yeah you've just been disqualified by a WCW aligned referee and you just go and grab a WCW flag and go yay WCW like I don't, I don't I just don't understand that at all yeah it looked like a very expensive flag as well yeah. That purple velvety kind of material. Kind of like the, the kind of uh, the, the mini flags that, that football teams have in the Champions League. Mm. Like that kind of material, just you can tell it's actually come from the boardroom. Yeah. DDP having dinner with Scott Hall. Okay. What would DDP have for dinner with Scott Hall? I have to just wonder. Uh, skinless chicken. Ah, to be fair, no, that's that's a Lex Luger. That's a Lex Luger thing. I think DDP's no, having... No, Le- no, Lex Luger looks like a skinless chicken. <laughs> oh, Jim Powers. I'm all right. I'm all right with Jim Powers. I quite like him. Yeah, he's all right. Um, he, Daddy Mike looks a bit like him. Daddy Mike from AEW. He looks just like fucking Jim Powers here. I, I don't know who Daddy Mike is. I, I listened to a podcast with him last week and I don't know who he is. It's like a hype man or something, isn't he? He's basically, he was part of the uh, Jericho Appreciation Society. Yeah, I weren't watching at that point. He kind of looks a bit like, uh, look a bit like British Bulldog as well. I'll have, to have a, I'll have to have a Google. I don't think I ever saw him active, you know what I mean? I, I don't he's think very, I saw him. He's very frequent on, uh, on the social media as well. Right. It's like, there's always these, uh, wait, sorry, Daddy Magic, not Daddy Mac. <laughs> yeah, Daddy I knew, I knew you meant. I, I did know who you meant. To be honest with you, he actually looks a bit like Sam. Oh, <laughs> oh no, that would be a better picture to say he looks like Sam. <laughs> so, right. 
So he's good, he's got his mouth agape. And now there's just a lot of pictures of him with his mouth agape and Matt Hardy with his mouth agape as well. Like, Google, the the algorithm, spot on. <laughs> yeah, it's called Matthew Murnard, apparently. Right. Uh, so I'll send you the photo. So that will come through uh, through your signal there, pal. Yeah, we'll do. <laughs> let's have a look. Let's have a look. Have a quick look. Yeah, I have seen him. Yeah, I know you're about now. Yeah, but the, the Sam. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, the other picture I had is more Sam, I think, actually. Mm. So the other picture I'll send. Uh, I probably should have sent more of them. He's definitely got like a more Sam look in that one. Cause yeah, he's got he his hair down. yeah, he does. Yeah, just. <laughs> Look at now, poor Sam. <laughs> oh, nice moonsault. Fucking had to travel quite a fucking way there. Yeah. Garbage human being, but the not, yeah. not laughing matter. Great fucking. We move. keep saying that, don't we? The guys, he knows, he knows what he knows his way around the ring, but yeah. as with many, garbage human being, and he actually kind of looks like a garbage can as well. So <laughs> he's just got that rotten shape about him. Yeah. I'm not fat shaming. He just. Like he's stout, isn't it? Yeah, he is. Yeah. Stout and built. He was quite running. I, I were actually watching a bit of uh, old WWE from like Invasion time, just like randomly. Mm-hmm. There's actually two things I want to bring up. So one of them is just like when when Steve Austin takes over the Alliance and all that. I remember he was just like this when he started doing what, and he's like, "Your name is Hugh Morris. What is that meant to be funny? What?" Is that meant to be humorous? What? Right, just fucking dressing him down like, yeah, you're... Ins-. They're like, yeah, you're so inspirational. Oh, look, a skinless chicken. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it was just like, so... I don't know. It's like, how the fuck is anybody going to get over if you're just doing shit like that? Yeah. 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 You, you could tell he just got free reign at that time, and it's just mm. such a shame. But another thing that I wanted to bring up is around that time, I've seen a few, a few video packages. I think it was like No Mercy, like No Mercy 2001. And if it, it were the, I think it was the Booker T Undertaker feud. And the video package, it has Rey Mysterio's WCW theme. Oh, right. And I've noticed that they use that quite a lot. Hmm. And I've not picked up on it. So in the WWE games... The Nitro theme isn't the actual Nitro theme because I'm assuming that that theme is still owned by uh, Time Warner or AO, whoever. It's fucking Discovery, isn't it now? Uh, it's all. Uh, Warner, Warner Brothers Discovery. Apparently came. it's owned. So I actually had a conversation with somebody last week about this. Apparently it's owned by Universal. Ah, okay. Yeah, it so, gets really confusing. Yes. So it's one of those themes. Like the natural theme is one of those things that WWE did not manage to get the rights to. But yeah. they got Rey Mysterio's WCW theme, which obviously they never used for him. They would get him up with their old one. And to be fair, for WWE, they did right by that because I don't think his, his WCW theme would have worked in WWE. Their production, just it just doesn't work. Um, but yeah, they, they, they use that for the natural theme in the games. Hmm. And it's like, it just doesn't match. But it's what they use. Yeah, it's... So, it's weird how that been re- it's been recycled. So around. it's it's a licensing thing. Um, yeah. So um, 
the WCW book account on Twitter, which is Guy Evans. Um, he's been promoting his book again because obviously it's getting close to Christmas, so he, it went on sale and all that lot. So he's been doing a bit of social for it. And one of, of the course. things that they talk about is the what the end what the NWO theme is actually called, and it's something really fucking weird because it it's it's just it's just some music that's been made and it was basically an amalgamation of like Jimi Hendrix and, and somebody else and somebody else and somebody else and somebody just threw it all together and made this this sample music for anybody to use in TV production or in movie production um, and you're right in what you're saying about it being in the Turner Library the Turner Music Library it was in the Turner Music it still is um, but it looks like it's owned by Universal and right. anybody can license it it's not a WWE theme so the so, WWE can pay money for it to license it's ba- it yeah it's basically like the Hardys theme or the hardcore yes the hardcore, exactly the, the, yeah. the hardcore Hollies like hardcore Holly, the Hollies theme it's like that that those, those themes have been banded around so many times yeah like on advertisements in TV shows, mm-hmm. like I think it were an episode of Happy Endings uh, years years ago. This fucking hell, that's been cancelled for fucking ages now. But in an episode of Happy Endings, I actually watched it quite recently. They're uh, fucking hell, speaking oh, of the speak devil. Speak of the devil, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, in an ep- in that episode, this one episode where a couple of the cast members, a couple of the characters, are actually at a party, and at one point it's. The background music is a Hardy's theme, mm. and then it comes back later on, and it's Hardcore Holly's theme. Oh. Just so weird. Yeah. So basically, what what my question was was, so I know in Goldberg's book that Goldberg was meant to have Sting's theme, and Sting was meant to have Goldberg's theme, uh, and they said, and they both said, no, no, we don't want it, and they were both production themes. So obviously, yeah. at some point, the WWE ripped off that theme and then eventually licensed the theme to use it properly for Goldberg but they never licensed Sting's theme and my question was well can Tony Khan not license Sting's original theme I mean TNA never did that either yeah that's true I can understand it from TNA's point of view because they don't want to spend the money but yes. Tony's a little bit different because he can just splash the character I mean he, he gave fucking Metallica fucking however much they wanted for Seek and Destroy so it would have been yeah. just e- just as easy for him to license the WCW theme. Um, so yeah, we, we got into a bit of a, a conversation about it, and this is all shit I never knew. And just, it, it, oh god, no! Oh. oh, oh no, no! Oh dear! Came up short. No shit. I don't know if he's selling it or if he's legit hurt by that. Uh, he'll certainly be fucking feeling it. Holy hell! So, for the for those listening, so psychos. Oh, he seems to be he's all right. All right now, yeah. Oh, he's still. Oh no, he's still holding his head. Never mind. Uh, psychosis went for a springboard acai moonsault, and as he his legs hit the rope, he did the springboard. He, well, he just flopped. Didn't he it? fucks it. Yeah. Yeah, he, he fucked it. He flopped and he, he landed right on the back of his head on the hardest part of the ring. Like the apron, which... Fucking hell. It, it, it looked gnarly. And he looked like he was knocked out. On the se- I think he was just selling it, thankfully. It's not deterred him, has it? 
No, he's still he's still going, but he has he has sold it since. I just think he was selling it just to make it. Well, I mean that 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 I like the fact that he did sell it. Mm. Well, I mean I suppose he didn't have much of a choice but to. But <laughs> oh my god! Did you see? Uh, oh my god! Ray's fucking head bounced off the air, couldn't yeah. Oh no! They, I mean, there's been some good moves in this match, but. A bit botchy. And then someone's just slapping his head. On his head. <laughs> oh my word. Leave the guy alone, man. Oh no. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, oh! oh I'm not liking this, mate. <laughs> so, Psychosis went to do a springboard for a second of it. You know, from the top rope like nope and then he went oh no I'm going to do it and obviously Ray moved and he just crashed right into the barricade but he went head first and oh. again it was a botch it was a botch there is no way he w- was meant to do that fucking hell psychosis fucking who even two Guerrero gets bloody grief for botching <laughs> I've never, I can't recall a match where there's been so many botches in such a short space of time. I, right, I, I would give out at him for not putting his all into actually doing that though. You know, doing the turnbuckle spot where he puts all in, he ends up getting tripped yeah. and lands into it. Yeah, I'm glad you missed it though. I'm glad you did it. You did not put all of it in there because fucking hell. I'm feeling he's got a concussion at this point. Oh, we're about to call him Ultimo Dragon again, are we? We were calling him Ultimate Dragon <laughs> yeah, a couple of episodes ago. Ultimate, ultimate fuck up. Right, <laughs> like, oh god. It's really taking me out of this match. Because the thing is about it is, yeah, it's been botched, but the moves that have actually landed have looked great. Yeah. Like the thing is, the psychology because he's got him in a head scissors submission hold, so it does make me feel like it's a they are working it. Yeah, but again, I think he has no fucking choice but to him at this point. Yeah. I think you needed a minute's rest. Oh, oh no, do oh, not go, no. don't go to the top rope. Don't, don't. <laughs> Just do a normal splash. <laughs> oh, leg drop. Oh, oh God. I still, don't, I still don't fancy doing it. <laughs> no. And I think, again, I think he caught rail a little bit on the, on the nose, though. Yeah, just... Stay off that rope. Just stay off it, man. At this point, pff, fuck it out. <laughs> to his advantage, psychosis on the attack again. Mate, that is not to his advantage. That is not his advantage. That's a disadvantage. Oh. <sighs> Alright, we can give Rey Mysterio props for selling that. 
because right. everything, everything's looked bad in this. Like, well, not everything, but some moves have looked really bad in this. Now, a power bomb with psychosis could have easily just gone wrong. <laughs> and for a moment, it did look like it went wrong. It didn't. He landed it perfectly. Be able to sell in. It's back up for another one. Reversal. Sunset flip. Oh, he's not got it. Yeah, I'm wanting him to end the match. Just please end this. I'm fearing an actual injury in this. Holy hell. Yeah, Rev, Rev's going me there. Oh! Oh, this is going to be that sunset flip type thingy, isn't it? Oh, sweet. Sweet. Ah, brilliant. And sold. Uh, that were executed perfectly by both. Yeah. Oh, thank heavens. Hurricane Rana victory roll, apparently. I'll take it. Yeah. I, I didn't think he said Dean there. I thought he said Eugene. I'm like, hang on a minute. <laughs> Give it a few years. But anyway, speak, going back to what we were talking about, the themes... I remember reading uh, WCW's uh, theme name. Do you know what it is? Uh, Do you know what it's called? Oh, God. Um, Rock House, is it? No. No, that's NWO. Oh, that's the NWO. Theme, I remember. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember. It's called Out to Lunch. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Out to Lunch. <laughs> Just name them anything, don't we? Jesus. Yeah. So I'm guessing again production theme. Yeah. Yeah. It works. Just mass produced production theme. Give it, you know, out to us, uh, out out to us slash thunder. Oh, Kevin Sullivan, happy days. Things are about to pick up. As you can tell, I'm being sarcastic with that one. At least he doesn't fucking botch anywhere near as much as psychosis does. <laughs> As you can see here, well, as you, uh, taking a look, Eddie Guerrero getting pounded. Okay. Eddie Guerrero goes down. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Your mind is in the gutter. <laughs> My mind's in the gutter. Their mind's in the fucking gutter. <laughs> who's he facing? Oh, he's facing. Chavo. That guy's doing really well for himself at the moment. Like he's doing a lot of film work, isn't he? Yeah, like heavily involved in Iron Claw, and he did quite a bit with um, Claw Dark Side as well. Yeah, doing Dark Side. Yeah, did all uh, all the uh, (laughs) some of them just missed the punch completely. (laughs) Fucking hell! I think he got that one though. Yep. Oh, it looks a bit stiff, that. Oh, Jesus. This poor boy. Take your dressing gown off, Kevin, for fuck's sake. Be a bit right, now your Now your mind's in the gutter. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> right, I don't like Jimmy Hart, but I love it when he takes bumps. Yeah. I just want a bump compilation. 
Oh my oh, god. That fucking wooden stool. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I'm sure Benoit won't forget that. Um, I pr- no. I'm pretty sure he fucking did. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel good to think about it. <laughs> How did uh, how did your pals over on um, how to handle the uh, Benoit episode? Have you listened to it yet? I'm not gonna lie, I have not listened to it yet. Oh. I I can't bring myself to listen to it because yeah. like uh, the subject matter and I, the people and yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah the yeah, subject yeah. the subject matter is very sensitive. Yeah. And I know jo- uh, Joanna Graham, you know, being I would I know Kev still calls her. Uh, new wrestling fan. They've been doing it for several years now. She's yeah. very much a wrestling fan, but this is somebody she's not really been exposed to significantly. She just knows him as the the man that murdered his wife and child. Mm. And she's a very very intelligent woman, but she's also a very sensitive woman. In that that will fucking if she doesn't like somebody, she will tell you she doesn't like somebody. Like yeah. she's she doesn't pull any punches, which is admirable. She's very honest. Like she doesn't like Taz. Like. She likes Taz on commentary. She didn't like Taz as a wrestler. Now, Taz as a wrestler, fucking brilliant. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, but maybe it's just not her thing. Like, you know, the style, things like that. Maybe she just couldn't, couldn't buy it buy him because of how small he is. Mm. I don't know, you know. I, I just, But anyway, it's like, I just feel like something like that will, cor- will corrupt her and she'll actually get quite depressed about and it's like, yeah, there's a reason why they've been putting that episode off for a while. Right. Because I know that's been, that, that's been requested a while ago. I, I think like three years ago you were saying that we are going to be doing an episode on Benoit like soon and it's just not happened. But it's just kind of like, no, someone's actually prepared for this episode. Release the fucking thing. Yeah. Just get it done. Yeah. I suppose it's one of them things you've got to get out of the way as well, aren't you, really? Yeah, but speaking of, she actually uncovered uh, an interview. Uh, I say an interview, uh, an episode of Talkies Jericho, around the time the Benoit Dark Side of the Ring episode came out, and Jericho's recapping it with none other than Nancy Benoit's sister. Mm. Uh, what's her name, Sandy? Uh, Sandra Toffolini, I think her name. Yeah, is Sa- name. Sandra Toffolini, and. Jericho said to her that you've got to understand now I'm not saying this verbatim but this is basically what he was saying you've got to understand that you know some people you know some men some women can you know in in, in the marriages of the and things like that you know when they're involved in the moment they could want to kill somebody and it's yeah. like what what are you saying yeah. like no, I've never once thought about killing anybody. You know, speak for yourself, Chris. Speak for yourself. Yeah. But if that is what you think, fair enough. But do not tell a grieving sister. You've got to understand that in the moment, a husband could want to kill his wife, her sister. Hmm. You, f- yeah, it really fucking infuriated. I'd never heard that before. Yeah. But she, she uncovered it, and it, and it trended. Like articles, news sources were fucking talking about this because it just seemingly went under the radar. Like, 
but I can understand. I, I could. I think now nowadays, because we, we know fucking Jericho's views on politics and shit like that, and I, 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 or, I could be completely wrong to assume that the people that are going to be listening to his podcast in 2023 are people that are on the right and the hard right these days, or. There's certainly biased. a section listening. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and or biased fans who will not call him out on this shit, mm. or those fans that still believe that Chris Benoit is innocent, or Chris Benoit for, for the Hall of Fame, or whatever fucking bullshit. Well, that's the other know? thing that came out about when that when that came back up. There was people saying they 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 were sort of uh, going into the was Benoit framed conspiracy <sighs> theory again, weren't they? And again, that's something yeah. that Jericho did talk about. So, it's just what, a fucking. What I dread to think what he said about that, because like, a part of me just thinks like he would say, well, there might be some legitimacy to it, like something on the lines, you know, trying to play it down the middle, but still going to bat for his fucking friend, and that's the one thing I really don't like. Yes, I understand that you liked you, you and Chris, Chris got along, that you had. Great chemistry with each other. Yeah, great matches. Some legendary matches with each other. I understand you have a legacy. You owe a lot of his your career, your career tra- trajectory to Chris Benoit. I totally understand that. But none of this fucking he deserves to be me- uh, remembered and all this bullshit. Keep that to your fucking self. You want to remember him? You remember him in your own time. Do not make that fucking shit public. Because hmm. quite frankly, he doesn't fucking deserve to be remembered. He doesn't. We we are doing a podcast where. We have to see him. And yes, I still enjoy a lot of his matches. I also cringe at a lot of his matches. But quite frankly, I don't spend my day fucking thinking, oh yeah, this is the time that he killed his wife and, and son and go, well, today is the day to remember him. No. No, 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 no. Fuck off with that shit. You don't need to go to bat for him all the fucking time. That's what leaves me off. He just goes to bat for him at any fucking instance. And, ugh, yeah. Yeah, he, I think I, it I was... I just, um... I, I just can't take Jericho seriously this day and age. Of all people, and this this should be a fucking epic match, uh, Alex Wright versus Eddie Guerrero. Um, yes. Of all people, I'm pretty sure it was Bill Apter on a Jericho podcast, and they were talking about this this conspiracy theory that Benoit had been set up. Now, there's a conspiracy theory that Benoit had been set up by Kevin Sullivan, that Kevin Sullivan had killed everybody. Um, but then there were other conspiracy theories that I think I can't remember who, what, who Bill Apter said were responsible but said basically it wasn't Benoit and it was like a, a I don't know I don't know a hitman or some, something like that uh, and if I remember correctly Jericho was like well you can't rule it out <laughs> it's like really? <laughs> because I'm pretty yeah. sure the police did <laughs> yes they can yeah and people just say, well, it's not like police have ever got everything right and blah, 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 and all that. And it's like, yes, the police, especially police in America and Canada, you know, they could, well, not so much Canada, but I don't even know. Was he li- living in Edmonton at the time or were he living in... I think he was living in Atlanta, oh, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. It, it yeah. happened somewhere else, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So I think, yeah, so let's not even talk about Canadian police. But I know, yeah. like... Police, like across the world, but particularly in in America, mm-hmm. they don't have the best track record in terms of like race relations. You know, 
race, race this shit and all that. Like, I just... How do I put it? Because I don't want to go out and defend uh, a very flawed establishment like the US police police force, right? Yeah. I don't... I don't, I don't want to go out on the way and defend them. But... you got to understand that it's not just police that are involved in all this. It's, it's the CSI. It's, you know, it's every fucking department possible outside the FBI and the IAA that would be involved in determining whether that was a murder, you know, or was it, you know, murder-suicide or whatever. It was a hitman and all that. They're the guys the people that are responsible for studying all the evidence of things like that. Now, that evidence didn't come out day one, did it? It was du literally during the broadcast of Raw the next night mm. that that evidence came out that it was like, no, it, uh, the foul play has not been ruled out and we can more or less confirm that it was murder-suicide on Chris Benoit's part. Mm. And then later on down the line, they confirmed that. Because there's no evidence to suggest otherwise. So you can fuck off saying you can't rule it out, Jericho, or Bill, or whatever. No, you can't rule it out because it's been fucking ruled out. I'm really surprised it would be lap two. That, that, yeah, that's, yeah. that's quite shocking to me. But like you said, the, 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 the thing is about this one, is, is it, not, it, wasn't it wasn't even just the, the, the criminal side of it. Like you, like you said, your police and your CSIs as well. The, there was a lot of science behind it. Like yes. who, who's the is it Nowinski? Was it Nowinski? Yeah, Christopher Nowinski. Uh, yeah, yeah, and he, he obviously it, it went to like his university, and they did scans and like pieces of his brain and stuff. This this they, they studied yeah. they properly studied this stuff with new technology, and it was it was you know it was perfectly plausible that the guy fucking completely snapped and and killed his family, but. But there's also that thing that, you know, it would be reported that he had a brain of an 85-year-old. Yeah. But Sandra Toffolini ruled that out. She said that she was there when they they was told the, the you know, the, the report of things like that. Mm. And not once, not once did that come up. She has said that. So if that has come up, that's not... That has not been revealed to the family. See, I always thought that that had been... Re that were revealed well after. Yeah, but she was on... This was long after that. Long after that, right. you know, so this was the first time when she ran it, and she was like, and I, and I do, I appreciate Sandra for the way she approached it. I really do, because she didn't want to make the episode with Jericho, the first one that is, be about just turning Benoit down. She yeah. wanted to, she delved into his life and just saying like, he was very much a nice man to her and you know and revealing that you know he had a very dark sense of humor and you can see the decline in his and things like that and especially after eddie passed away and things like that saying he wasn't the same man and he was trying to get out the business but he didn't have the wherewithal to get out the business and he wanted to set up a wrestling school but it just never got off the ground and and this that and the other she wasn't using it as a scamming attack on the guy yeah. she never did you know but she was like, at the end of the day, he murdered my sister. He murdered my nephew. And it was, yes, CTE did have its involvement, but it, you know, it was never said that he had the brain of an 85-year-old. And it was just more like, it was roid rage. Hmm. It was more come down to a combination of CTE and roid rage. Now, 
she may be completely wrong about it. She may be fucking, you know, blowing smoke and mirrors to try and protect his legacy in that in that moment. You know, not it just out out kindness, just saying like, you know I don't want to turn him down too much, blah blah blah, that kind of thing. You're you know, but I don't want to defend him too much. You know what I mean? You you get you get what I'm saying. Yeah. So she's like kinda of like she could have just fra- just tra- done it to try and frame it in a particular way. She, it could be completely wrong. But I also just wonder why would she have to do that? She doesn't owe him anything. Yeah, yeah. He murdered her sister. He murdered her young, very young nephew. She owed him absolutely nothing. So, yeah, I, I just like I, so I don't know where I really stand on the that that claim particularly. But at the end of the day, is that yes, he was a fucked up guy. But he's still, you know, regardless of anything, he's still murdered two yeah. people. Yeah, you know. I think I'll have a listen to them to them episodes. I, I didn't know yeah. that she she'd uh, spoke on them, but I know obviously that he's quite tight with Daniel, so it yeah. makes sense for him because. And this is another thing. It's like Daniel gets a lot of fucking grief as well because he's like said in the past, like you know that. Oh, it's uh, not Daniel. It's David, isn't it? Oh yes, yeah, sorry, it might yeah, be. Yeah, Daniel. Daniel is the one, uh, the younger one. Yeah, Daniel is yeah. the one that he killed. Yeah, uh, no, David. He, like he, he's been, he's been getting, all, he's gotten a lot of grief because he came out and said like, yeah, I think he was speaking to Chris Van. Uh, I can't remember his fucking surname now. Fleet. Uh, yeah, that's the one. Uh, talking about you know how he'd like to get into wrestling and he wants to be Chris Benoit Junior. And he's getting a lot of grief about that. Mm. Now, I don't agree with that philosophy, you know, wrestling under that name. I don't agree with him. I mean, it's just a marketing nightmare anyway. Yeah, and and nobody's going to do that anyway. You know, no one's fucking stupid enough to allow that to happen. It's as simple as that. But you call it marketing, I just call it, this is a guy who has suffered incredible trauma and probably doesn't think straight. Yeah, true. He's He's probably got PTSD for fucking life. Yeah. That poor lad. I, he's a victim, is you know, of what his dad did. Yeah, circumstance, Just of course. Not, yeah. you know, of the circumstance of it, not direct, direct victim. He's going to be com- uh, completely traumatised that for life. He can't escape it. People are going to remind him about it. People are going to, you know, unfairly victimise him because his dad was a murderer. Yeah. And that is just like, it's so fucking unfair. Hmm. Like, so to give him grief for that, I'm like, no, I don't agree with him, but I just see it as a guy that just can't think for himself, really. He yeah. just simply can't. Yeah. The poor lad. And this match has been really good as it well. It has. Like, I was just thinking that, yeah. 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 It's been you know, pretty good. But it's just like, you know, but you, you, you come in for the watch-alongs, you, you know, you listen for that, you listen for us to, to discuss heavy topics as well. Like, so... Yeah, the topic came at the right. And just as a side note as well, that is actually a normal size ladder. It's just because Sean Walton's really small. <laughs> <laughs> so the story here is that, that obviously the NWO beat Eddie Guerrero up. Sean Walton has, has stolen the belt, which, well, we've done that 15 times in the NWO already. So why not yeah. do it again? Uh, he is the US champion. Oh, look at that. Pointed at Sean Walton there as well. Nice. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. Mark Curtis. And there he goes. Mark, yeah. <laughs> I, I just find it funny. Eddie Guerrero does the fucking frog splash, and Mark Curtis is like, whoa, I'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't get the pin. 
I fucking love Mike Curtis. Yeah. He's been a standout for refereeing on this. Like I've always said, like, he just leaps. He's just a very springboardy guy. I don't yeah, know why. Is. But he always feels the need to he's the, leap leap into action. He's the cruiserweight of the referees. Yeah, jumping over the over <laughs> them whilst we're already in a pinfall, like, yeah. you know. He's the cruiserweight. Nick Patrick's the, the bad guy. Uh, I'm trying to think who else is there. New Orleans. Oh, yeah. So, they, basically, they're promoting Nitro for the following week. Yeah. yeah. So, they're going to be in New Orleans next week. I like how they've got the actual dot as well, like like the pin right into where it is yeah. as well. So I've never noticed that before. I just noticed a big bar that says where he is. You, this is actually a really good promotional tactic when you think about it, especially back in that day. Like now nowadays, you've got so many ways to pr- promote things, but in in nineteen ninety seven, you know, oh I'm on. And he's probably not fucking there, right? Yeah, Let's well, be honest. Yeah. He's probably not in New Orleans, but he's just, you know, on the phone and it will just give you a few facts about New Orleans, the, si- the city is in, what have you, and just say, this is a venue, get your tickets, we'll be there yeah. next week. Very good. Very clever. And the other thing is, it's 1-800-COLLECT that are actually paying for the, for the, ad- for the, for the, the, the section of the programme as well, because it's, yeah. it's ad placement, isn't it? So... Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty innovative. It's a pretty good way to do it. Yeah, very smart. God, I forgot he was doing this gimmick. Yeah, so did I. Comrade, comrade, buddy, fucking hell, buddy. He's got, he's got a pencil mustache. Now we know where Vince got it from. Oh fucking hell, that's not a pencil mustache that Vince has got. (laughs) Fucking hell, he he just he just saw a fucking picture of Dick Dastardly and went, oh. That's a good look. <laughs> Wacky racist, that's good shit, pal. To be fair, he does have an obsession with fucking cartoons, does Vince. Well, he wanted Pike to be a, a Mighty Mouse character. Apparently he fucking loves Mighty Mouse. <laughs> they don't know the lyrics. Huh. They're speaking it in French, aren't they? I'm not convinced. <laughs> <laughs> you don't buy the gimmick, brother. I don't buy the gimmick at all. No, no, no. <laughs> even even uh, Heenan's like they're horrible. <laughs> oh god! Fucking Harlem Heat. This is still going on. Still going on. Fucking uh, Colonel Woody. What's his face in this feud with Harlem Heat? Comrade Parker. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, and, and his racism. Well, well, these two were his slaves, weren't they? Oh yes, of course. Kane, yeah. Kane and uh, or oh, what? Kane and Cole. Oh, yeah, God. that that was not tasteful. Nope. To be fair, there's a lot of shit in WCW that we've seen so far that has not been tasteful. That even some of the com- so loose. some of the commentary. Some of the commentary that Heenan's come out with as well. Oh, yeah. And yeah, Zabisco. You know, yeah, we, we've had a good laugh at it, but some of it is just like, oh, that's a bit on the nose. Yeah, yeah. Again, of the time. 
But yeah, that canvas is really loose. Like you can see it under the under people's feet. Yeah. Very much so. One person we haven't talked about on this podcast. Tony Storm. Tony Storm. Man. Oh yeah, we haven't, yeah. I'm, I mean, to be fair, she's only come into like massive prominence over the last few months. Yeah. Anyway. I caught up on but, Dynamite yeah. last week. Uh, she wrestled Sky Blue for the title and it were her first defence of the title. And honestly, the match was fucking really good. Yeah, um, she... I know Sky Blue is a bit green. She but, did a fucking you know, cracking job. She did a really, yeah. really good job. The thing is with Tony Storm is that she could drag some of the worst fucking wrestlers to a good match. Yeah. Telling you now, she's yeah. fucking that good. She can make them look seamless, give them directions in the ring, and you won't know. Yeah. I have seen her. Oh, that was sweet as a nut. That was fucking sweet as a nut. I don't nut. think that I've ever brilliant. seen him do that. Spin a Rooney into a fucking flying axe kick. That was sweet. That was fucking gorgeous, that. That's getting gift. Yep. I was going to say, you better <laughs> fucking gift that. <laughs> yeah, she's no, been uh, she's been a breath uh, of fresh air. The, the the product itself is is stale to a point. Yes. But she's um she's definitely been, been like I said that match is it's well worth anybody watching. Uh it doesn't go on for like a long time. It's a good 5 or 6 minutes. They take a commercial break during the middle of it, which tells me because they they keep doing it in in her segments and that makes me believe that she's drawing the most viewers and which is why they're selling um the adverts when she's on tv yes which makes sense yeah it does but then uh they kind of let it down at the end because rio came down oh um, uh, yeah and all people just don't like rio do no, they? you can see the difference there's a world of difference from the from the from the match that they've just had and everybody's like, fucking hell, that was a really good match. And then she's come down and it just deflated. And it didn't deflate because she came down. It deflated because of what they did. And you look at Tony and you look at Rio and she's so, she's so small. There's only one winner. It's like David and Goliath. Yeah. The only thing is, though, is that people that give her fucking grief for her size don't give a shit about Alexa Bliss, who is legitimately the same fucking height and size. Yeah, yeah. I think there's, the a, only... there's 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 a working aspect. You can't you can't. I don't think you can fucking bollock somebody because they they're so small. Yeah, and you look exactly. At Rey Mysterio. And, and, exactly. Alexa Bliss can fucking put on a good match. Rio on her day can put on a good match. Mm. It's a size difference. You work around the size difference. Yeah. I don't think it's so much the wrestlers themselves. I think it's more on the agents to fucking tell them there is a size difference play on it yeah if they don't if you don't have agents telling them that and just saying no no do this do, do that do this do that then it's not gonna bloody resonate yeah yeah and i think that's again like, i don't want to sound like ultra defense is fucking wwe because jesus fucking christ it, like there's not much i can defend them with but in terms of like an actual product like how to produce and things like that you could tell their why their leagues the leagues ahead in terms of like not match quality per se but the way a match is formatted. Yeah, but they there, have there, the best in there, the world there at the jobs. Why, That's, there's a yeah. reason why the Usos weren't doing fucking 20 super kicks in a match. Whereas the Young Bucks will do that and fucking completely water it down. You know, it's shit like that that I don't like. Like, just... It, it, it's... It's... 
video game mentality, just fucking spam the same move over and over and over. It's not telling a story. Super kick party. Fuck off with that shit. It's boring. It's just, you know, like, this is the thing that Usos started doing a little bit, and it was like, no, 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 tone that shit down. Like, this is the agents in WWE. They, 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 they know how to put on, like... I'm not saying that AEW don't know how to put on a product. They clearly fucking do with the right wrestlers. But it's clearly whoever's booking some of the matches, like being the agents of some of the matches. Oh shit. The winners Booker T and Stevie Ray. Harlem Heat. But nobody really cared about this match. Parker's fuming. And the referee was fine with the double team here. You get the three count. This is a good time for us to tell you that going forward, the uh, Nitrogen podcast is hoping to be back to its regular weekly scheduled programming. Um, what we're hoping to do is to record the episodes that correspond with the dates upcoming in the f- in the forthcoming year. Uh, hence the reason why this has dropped on the 6th of January. Uh, me and Brian... B- both greatly appreciate you guys jumping back in with us for these uh, WCW Nitros. I've been looking forward to getting back to this for quite a long time. Schedules haven't permitted and all that sort of stuff, but we're hoping going forward we can get a few in the bag and then when we are away we can uh, release them as the dates go on. Uh, This was a slight technical hiccup here where we lost Brian for a few seconds, so I thought I would just Thank you all for um, continuing to listen to us babble on about old school 90s wrestling. It's fun. Hello. Oh, you're there. Hello. No, I can't even hear you proper. No? It's all muffled. It's really muffled. Muffled, eh? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what's going on. I haven't changed anything. I can, I can hear you now. Oh, right, okay. Right, I do not know what the fuck happened. It were all fine on my end. So apologies, guys, because I've not paused or anything, you know, but no. we had a uh, we had a tech issue and Mark apparently lost me, but on my side, everything was fine. So he left the chat and re-entered and now we seem to be working. So apologies if, uh, you know, we're, we're missing a bit of the, you know, the episode or what have you. I'm pretty sure Mark will edit it to make it look all great and all that. Yeah. But, well, it's a watch along. Yeah. I'll stick an advert in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll do something. Yeah. I'll get well, I'll get some got... save with Conrad dot com fucking advert in there yeah. or some shit like that. <laughs> It'll be fine. Sell some Bluetooth. Oh, I should have done that in New York. What? Got some Bluetooth? Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. I'm not repeating what I said anyway. <laughs> that no, well, if you've left it recording, it's it's still there, so it'll be yeah, good. But I kind of like just dropped out when you messaged me. I was like, oh, okay, it'll be right. Huh. Anyway, we've got a recap from Starcade with Lex Luger uh, attacking the Giants. Yes, with the with the BBB. So. I'm pretty sure this is the main event now, isn't it? Oh no, maybe not. This been this has been a very match heavy episode, I must say. Oh no, it is the main event. 
Oh, there's, there is another little thing at the bottom, a little, a little dot. But Yeah, you can imagine what that's going to be. Oh, it's going to be an end of bloody... Yeah, of course. It's going to be an end of we all thing. Yeah. A whole but the hope is, fest. The hope is that Meng, again, in the past few episodes, Meng has been a bit of a loose cannon. And yes. everything's been rather stiff. Speaking of Bluetooth. So let's hope, <laughs> let's hope Lex is about to get the brunt of that. And then when the NWO come down, hopefully Meng will give him what for again. Yep. Give him a few stiff shots. <laughs> Going back to what you were saying earlier on about stiff shots, hey, I like it. Um, skinless chicken. So I actually know for a fact that Lex would only, if they ever went into a restaurant, he wants skinless chicken and that was it. Grilled skinless chicken. Um, but if DDP's out eating... And I don't think him and Scott Hall are out for a meal. I think they're in the strip joint. Yes, absolutely. But, I mean, they were, they were both bouncers at strip clubs anyway. So, I mean, yeah. DDP owned a strip what, club, what, for fuck's sake. What they'll be having is some, like, buffalo wings. Yeah, or lobster. It's something. They'll be doing something, like, a little bit more. Ribs. A, a little less vanilla than skinless chicken. There is a story about... Um, uh, something in the WWF years and years and years and years and years ago, and they needed a pink Cadillac or something for a for a vignette or a. It was for a WrestleMania entrance. Yeah, and it was DDP's. It was... Yeah, it was for Riverman Blues. Uh, Riverman Blues, I think they were called. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know about that, and DDP actually drove it. Yeah. <laughs> So Bruce Pritchard already knew him apparently, and he said, "I know where I can get a pink card. Like that's fine." And brought DDP in. I mean, that's pretty cool. Uh, it's a bit of an Easter egg, cool, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a cool little Easter egg. And it, it, it was good for DDP. I'm pretty sure he would have had a a semi decent payday for that. Yeah. What do you think's going through Lexi's head right now? He, he's a minute into this match and he's thinking, "What the fuck have I got myself in for?" Yeah, fucking hell! I'll be peed off if Lex wins this match. <laughs> it's like, you know, I, I mean, I've not, I, I have said that I've not minded the, the little baby face push that they've given Luger. Yeah, but some of. The, it's just when they get in the ring that it's just a little bit, I don't know. Again, it's it's like the food he eats, fucking very vanilla. <laughs> but you can put him in the ming, uh, in the ming, in the ming. <laughs> I'd rather you didn't. Ming. <laughs> put him in the ming dynasty. Uh, <laughs> no, put him put him in the ring with ming. You know, I, I just don't believe it. I, I just don't believe anybody can beat ming. Sorry, I just even the giant yeah he's a legitimate fucking tough guy and he shows ah oh, fucking hell <coughs> you can tell he's a legitimate fucking tough guy do you think this is why they never gave like him him a a, a title shot or anything like that you couldn't put a strap on him because I mean who's going to fucking beat him au contraire he had the hardcore title once the WCW hardcore title yeah I mean I mean the world title and and when he joined WWE, fucking that little, WCW hardcore title, fuck's sake. Yeah, yeah. When he when he had that little run in WWE in two thousand one, a very short run, bear in mind. 
he actually took the fucking title with him. Oh, wow. And he didn't, and no one cared about it. <laughs> he, he just left WCW, didn't return the title, went to WWE, still held, had the title, didn't take it to TV, probably fucking just dunked it in a fucking bin somewhere. Actually, knowing him, he probably just fucking punched it and smashed it into a million itty bitty pieces, as JR <laughs> would say. But uh, yeah, he's probably just fucking done that. I forgot that title existed. It certainly didn't last for long. I know that much. No. No, it lasted until fucking Royal Rumble 2001. <laughs> <laughs> see, now that. See, now I said that he probably fucking smashed it into a million itty bitty pieces. So the story behind the WWF hardcore title belt was that it was the WWF heavyweight belt yeah. that uh, Mr. Perfect had smashed with a hammer. Yeah. Uh, it, actually, it wasn't the same belt. It actually wasn't. But that was the the KFM story about that. I just want someone, you know, someone to take the fucking hardcore title, the WCW hardcore title, and just fucking make that a world belt. <laughs> you know, reverse. Yeah, really. Do the opposite. Oh, man. Vince Russo probably would. That's what they should have done with fucking uh, WCW hard, hard, uh, hard on Saturday night, just fucking introduce that belt. <laughs> Oh, the referees took a bump. See, See Meng, you, that... <laughs> Meng's just killing people even when he doesn't mean to. See, right, that was fucking quite dark. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I was just thinking like hard on Saturday night. That, now there's a Bluetooth plug yeah. right there. I still like can't hard, believe they even considered that. Like a hot tag for your cock. <laughs> I don't understand. Oh, come on! Are you... He's not got fucking Meng up there. He had the fucking Barbarian. What the fuck? Was he won by disqualification because the referee knew that... Uh, no, that doesn't make any sense. No, fuck it. No, no. no it, so it was, Meng it didn't want to do the job. No, it was a tap out. And yeah. And a Barbarian. Yeah. And the ref didn't fucking look and go, oh, he ain't got a mullet. No. We're just being... He ain't got a belly. <laughs> Casual racism. Oh, it's a brown guy. You can't do twin magic with fucking two people that look nothing alike. How are they fucking 12 members of the NWO already? I don't fucking know. One, two, three, four, five, five. They're bringing out Nash. Why is he doing Shawn Michaels' little fucking diddly do, the fucking little pause thing, the little <laughs> dance? What the fuck is going on there? Is that just like a little nod to his friend? I don't know. Yeah, probably it's just weird. Is, yeah. I wonder if they were courting Shawn Michaels at this point. It was in 1997 when they were trying to get him to go to WCW. Because he, he, was, he was threatening to walk out on WWE. So, I, I know Bischoff's, Bischoff's talks about that. And I can't remember what he said. Yeah, but I wouldn't be surprised if that's what it is. Just kind of like, you know, mm. hey, I'm thinking about your pal. When did Scott Norton join them? Yeah, I do he, not remember that. He did. Yeah, he, they didn't show it on TV. It was on like a Saturday night, and then he was on Nitro, and he had an NWO shirt on. We did explain it in one of previous episodes. Yeah, I, I, honestly, I can't remember that. No. Fucking hell. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't recap him joining. 
he just came down with an NWO shirt on and I, yeah. I remember having to say like yeah alright because Nick Patrick's got a shirt on so that's that right that's the reason why it looks like there's so many of them yeah he's not part of the NWO yeah he's not a crooked rep sure you're not Nick sure you're not so yeah at this point you've is got... he holding the belt upside down I think he was But yeah, it had to be this. What the fuck is Nash doing in the corner? <laughs> he looked like a character out of Saints Raw when he was doing that dance. <laughs> Just doing the fucking Saints Raw taunt. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. We're just going to assume this is going to be fucking boring. Mm. I mean, it usually is. Unless Piper is going to make his return. I think he... I think they um, injured him, like, to the point where he can stay off TV for a while. Well, yeah, he would have had that sweet deal. He would have had that sweet deal one day. Yeah. I mean, at least he's getting hate. They're chucking rubbish at him. Yeah. I don't know if that's just a dumb thing, but... Yeah, I mean, at this it's... point, at this point, it kind of is, isn't it? Yeah. To think this is him at his most popular. Like, you will never believe that. Yeah. And I, and I know people will fucking laugh at me. I know people will go, oh, fucking 80s, rock... Yeah, I, I do get that. But... This is when he's at his most popular. The ratings will tell you that. Yeah. The ratings they were getting were astronomical. This is him at his most popular. No doubt in my mind. And I'm not saying that he's Vincent at his most popular. No, he's just getting a bit of splashback. <laughs> That's all it is. Like, you know, he's just window dressing at this point. I mean, oh. he's just window dressing at any point. Of course. So, yeah, the they, they actually left it with the giant the last time and we were saying like they bought the giant really well at the end of the last episode oh fucking hell this is one thing I don't fair play Nash yeah the only thing I can't understand here though psychology wise (laughs) why would it just fucking stand in there yeah, you, you, not, you'd, oh you'd, Jesus Christ, that looked cool. Yeah, you'd gang like, up on him, wouldn't you? Yeah, no hard mentality. What's in Nick Patrick doing? Seems. Oh my God, here we go! Oh, this is what we all wanted to see. Catch him, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Eric Bischoff is selling it like he's got a migraine. Look like they got police at ringside, but it's all right for the NWO to do stuff. Yeah. But if the giant came out, it'd be like, oh, I've got to arrest him. To be fair, it's made the giant look fucking brilliant. This. Yeah. Yeah. They did I remember? I remember him doing that the last time as well. Like they they, they booked it really well. <laughs> Jesus. 
Jesus Christ, the face on Eric here is brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And the police officer <laughs> at ringside. <laughs> Fuck hitting somebody with a fucking weapon. Nah, not going to get involved. Now we've got hard mentality. After the fight. Yeah. Uh, it's as if they were playing fair, weren't it? Oh, he's handicapped. Let him have a go. That is a word. Oh, my God, Hogan. I know they don't teach you how to do a chair shot in the wrestling school, but fucking hell, he always has the worst chair shots. He, yeah, he did. How is that supposed to take the giant down? Like a little gunk. Dink. You know, there's nothing to it. Oh, God. He's just passing him with it. There's a good giant. Good giant. <laughs> Play dead, giant. Play dead. Fucking hell. Diabolical. That was just good for seeing Nick Patrick fucking fly out the ring like he did. It was. And to be fair, I mean, to be fair, he should still be fucking selling it like fuck. Yeah, he, he should be still there. be selling it. To be, he is holding his bike. But knowing Nick Patrick will come out in a wheelchair next week. Yeah, yeah. Funny that neck brace has disappeared. <laughs> yeah. Flea collar. Yeah. But I, I was going to say, to be fair to Patrick, he fucking... Did a massive job. I don't think you have much of a choice in the matter. Mm. It's like, nope, you're going out there. I know this is quite a niche reference, but it's like literally one of my favourite fucking Paul White moments. It's WrestleMania 17, where he picks up a... He, he tries doing a church song on Kane, and he goes, Why are you on the floor? <laughs> <laughs> and then he fucking gets when he choked by uh, Kane, and goes, oh, oh, oh. But all I can think of was when he threw Nick Patrick out the ring. Right here on the floor. <laughs> I just love that moment. I don't know why. He was calling his spot, I suppose. <laughs> oh. Yeah, look at Heenan there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, I've missed this, man. I really wow. have. Oh, Sting's here. Better late than never, Steve. Better late than yep. never. What the fuck is wrong with his jacket? Is it tore at the oh, back? Oh, yeah, he's fucked that ride up, hasn't he? One of the things has it... come off. One of the uh, poppers. Yeah. It looked like he had a fanny pack on his back. <laughs> Get up, giant. <laughs> you tell him, Stinger. <laughs> yeah, I think he's out, mate. Those chair shots were too much for him to... <laughs> Nash, I think Sting just told him he's got terrible hair conditioner. <laughs> right, I'm telling you now, right? The giant here... Nah, his hair's immaculate, mate. I know you've got the hair, Nash, but... Like, Giant's hair is fucking great here. I'm pretty sure he conditioned it well. <laughs> he actually gave a shit about his appearance here. Wait, wait a couple of years, he won't care anymore. 
So that's Sting's contribution tonight. Is it not going to go to the actual commentary desk? Not going to threaten them? Not going to just at least point the bat at them? Oh, he's left his bat in the ring. Yeah. It's a but bit daft, it. isn't it? So oh, unless, here comes Vincent. So, yeah, unless Giant's going to fucking miraculously wake up now and absolutely maul Vincent. Of course Vincent has to have the last laugh. Right. Oh. What the fuck? Or Vir- Virgil, or whatever you want to call him. They're just calling Vincent here, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, he's gonna he, he's gonna get up and chokes on him. Of course he is. Basically, Vin, Vin, Vincent's winning job is to be a red coat. Yeah, and I don't mean at Butlins or anything like that. I mean fucking Star Trek. I don't like Star Trek. So, sorry, they call them red shirts, don't they? You know, if you're wearing a red shirt, you're dead. It's simple as that. There he is, waking up. There's a lot of woes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He's fucking really put, really selling that, in it. She, well, I mean, he didn't even jump. I mean, I'd have done that, because he's not fucking jumped. <laughs> Sean, oh, oh, fucking hell. <laughs> I just love seeing fucking x back get his fucking head caved in. Why is that? I don't know why. He's fucking generally a lovely guy. I, like. I, I, I don't. I, I think it's just the, his smarmy wrestling personality. Maybe that's what it is, yeah. I, I suppose it's a good thing. Yeah. he just got that heat, didn't he? And again, fucking fantastic wrestler. Yeah. I just... I don't know. It's been, always been hard to fucking pinpoint why. And things are like... Yeah, it's none of my business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> mm, bit of a cheesy ending, but, you know. Yeah, quite cheesy. Just fucking get that yeah. off before we end up fucking watching another one. Um, yeah, we were... Not bad. A bit of a hodgepodge episode. Not bad. Decent amount of wrestling, I'll say that. You know, a couple of clunkers. That fucking cruiserweight match was a train wreck. Clunker. <laughs> who, who was clunkers? It was like a cat. It was a pet name for somebody, weren't it? <laughs> who was clunkers? I haven't got a fucking Oh, clunk. that's going to fucking do my head in. Hey, Google's a free thing, you know. I know, but I'd already brought up the... Uh, I'd already brought up the, the news for the fucking... For the end of the fucking podcast, and now you've got me thinking about clunkers. Uh, Clunkers was the TV series. It was the dog in Friends. Oh, right. Yeah, Clunkers. I don't remember. I, it does seem to ring a bell, actually. The one where Chandler doesn't sure. like dogs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, but apart from that, the only other thing I got was Clunkers. Uh, it, it seems to be a TV series. Yeah. Starring Sherman Helmsley. From, uh, I'm trying to remember what he was in now. He's a recognisable face. Uh, yeah, yeah, I do recognise him. What? What fucking? I'm trying to remember the fucking show. 
Name it, but it's yours. Uh, oh, yeah. You're in the Jeffersons and all in the family. The Jeffersons, yeah. 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 Made an appearance in uh, Fresh Prince. Ah, right. He, he, he played a dodgy, uh, like a corrupt, really, ex-lawyer and rival to Phil. And then he actually plays, uh, well, uh, George Jefferson in a later episode. Ah. Well, this is the... Um this is the Dave Meltzer Spaff of the Year Awards uh, back in 19... Well, it would have been for 1996. Um, wrestler of the Year, uh, Kenny Omega. Most Outstanding Wrestler, Kenny Omega. Best Babyface, Kenny Omega. No, I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> I was trying to get all the way down to Best Booker and it's fucking donkeys away and I would have said Tony Khan, but never mind. Uh, wrestler of the Year, Kenta Kabashi. Uh, most Outstanding Wrestler of the Year, Rey Mysterio Jr. Uh, best Babyface was Shawn Michaels. Best Heel, Steve Austin. Best Feud of the Year, WCW versus the NWO. Tag Team of the Year, uh, I'm going to butcher these names now. I'm going to say Misawa and Akiyama. Uh, most Improved, Diamond Dallas Page, by a long shot. Uh, most Unimproved, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> best on interview Steve Austin most charismatic Shawn Michaels the best technical wrestler Dean Malenko Bruiser Brody uh, Memorial Award for best brawler was Mankind best flying wrestler Rey Mysterio Jr best flying wrestler really surely they don't give that out anymore um, never heard of that award before no. most overrated Hulk Hogan most underrated <laughs> Leaf Cassidy aka Al Snow uh, best promotion Fuck was New Japan Pro Wrestling. Best weekly TV show, ECW. Uh, match of the year was uh, Misawa and Akiyama versus Steve Williams and Johnny Ace. Rookie of, the, Rookie of the year went to The Giant. Manager of the year went to Jim Cornette. Uh, best television announcer went to Joey Styles. Worst television announcer oh. went to Dusty oh. Rhodes. Um, he's very very rarely on TV. Yeah, he, he does do, like Saturday night. He does the pay per views. Uh, he does do Saturday night. I think. Yeah, you're right. Actually, uh, best major wrestling card. Uh, worst Super J Cup second stage. Worst major wrestling card. WCW Uncensored 1996. I can't even remember that. Yeah, it's one of those. I don't know if we did a watch along for that. Actually, I'm not sure. I don't think, I don't think we did. Um, but. Best Wrestling Maneuver, Ultimo Dragons, Running Liger Bomb. Most Disgusting Promotional Tactic, WWF's Fake Razor Ramon and Fake Diesel. <laughs> I mean, we can agree with that. Best Colour Commentator, Jerry Lawler. Uh, Reader's Personal Favourite Wrestler, Ric Flair. Reader's Least Favourite Wrestler, Hulk Hogan. It's the third year, third year in the row that he's won that. Uh, worst Wrestler, Loch Ness, a.k.a. Giant Haystacks. Worst tag team, the Godwins. Worst television show, AWF Warriors of Wrestling. Worst manager, Sonny Ono, which finally oh, finally yeah. ended Mr. Fuji's nine-year streak. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Worst match... The, the, come on. The, I'm going to say, the fucking Asians, uh, they had a right fucking bad goal. They, they had, did, yeah. In terms of awards. Yeah. Uh, 1996 America, what can you say? <laughs> Worst match of the year, Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage versus the Dungeon of Doom in the Doomsday Cage match for WCW Uncensored 1996. So I think we did actually do this. It does seem to ring a bell. Yeah, though. it does, yeah. Um, worst food of the year, Big Bubba versus John Tenter. <laughs> worst. 
Wow. Worst on interviews, Ahmed Johnson. No surprise there. Uh, worst promotion, AWF. Uh, best booker, Paul Heyman. Uh, promoter of the year, uh, Ricky Choshui. Uh, the best gimmick, the NWO. The worst gimmick, fake Razor and Diesel. <laughs> the most embarrassing wrestler of 1996, Hulk Hogan. Uh, uh, yeah. WCW Nitro beat Raw by two full rating points this week, with Nitro doing a 3.6 and Raw doing 1.6. Fuck me, we really are in the past here, aren't we? Um, I think Raw gets like a 1.6 now, and it's considered successful. So, uh, shit, the fucking bed. Um, buy rates I don't really understand, but the Starcade buy rate is looking to be between 0.9 and 1, which would make it the biggest WCW buy rate since the Hogan Flair retirement match in 1994. Uh, the debut of Shotgun Saturday Night was reportedly a flop, no shit. Yeah. Uh, even with Sonny. I think she was quite prominent on that, weren't she? Yeah, she would have been, yeah. Scott Hall missed this week's Nitro because he got some teeth knocked out by Jerry Sags. So he wasn't out eating because he couldn't eat. <laughs> uh, eating through a straw. Yeah. <laughs> Presumably it was an accident, but there has been heat between Sags and Hall for a while because last year Hall apparently stiffed Sags with a chair shot to the head and gave him a concussion and they ended up in a nasty argument backstage at the time. There was right, all I'm saying is, is uh, that's popcorn the kettle black considering how much of a dangerous word, uh, worker the fucking nasty boys Ex- are. Exactly, yeah. Sorry, workers, yeah. plural. There, uh, there was also an incident at another house show where the nasty boys were working with Hall and Nash who were supposed to be the heels, but Hall and Nash kept doing all the babyface spots to get themselves over, which got, <laughs> which got them cheered and made the nasties look like fools, and they weren't too best pleased about that. <laughs> They didn't make the nasty, look, uh, nasty boys look like fools. The nasty boys made the nasty boys look like fools. Let's call a fucking spade a spade. Yeah, that's exactly it, JR. Um, speaking of JR, on the WWF Livewire show hosted by Jim Ross and Vic Venom, we all know who Vic Venom is, they said they were no longer screening calls and it was apparently the truth because most of the calls were about WCW. Jim Ross was very negative towards WCW, saying that he fell asleep during the Hogan Piper pay-per-view match and said Hall and Nash should attend a WWF pay-per-view because they haven't been near as good pay-per-views since they left. Uh, sorry, they haven't been near a good pay-per-view since they left. Uh, when asked about the WWF signing, Randy Savage, Jim Ross said he, uh, the WWF was interested in younger athletes and had no interest in looking for people my age, quote, to be wrestlers. Uh, Super Bowl was originally supposed to be the climax of the Sting NWO storyline but now they have turned giant babyface they plan to run with him for a while and delay the Sting payoff for a little longer uh, we all know what what happened there as well and we'll find out on this wonderful podcast of ours uh, what else have we got oh on Nitro Eric Bischoff did some commentary and made reference to Randy Savage coming back and acted as if he wouldn't allow Savage to return and told him to go and join another inferior promotion. In reality, the Savage WCW negotiations are pretty much done and Savage should be returning soon. Uh, Bischoff also teased a new major star joining the NWO, which is expected to be Kurt Hennig when he's contractually able to do so. Um, I'm really fucking looking forward to Kurt Hennig coming in. Yeah. I, I, I've only seen... Drips and jabs of the guy. Yeah, he's fucking brilliant. Yeah, he is. He is. Yeah, I mean, he is one of the cleanest wrestlers I've seen, and I don't mean like from look. I mean like in terms of wrestling. 
I mean, he did look he clean is. in that in that sense well, as yeah, well, yeah. didn't he? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I bet he fucking uses herbal essences in that in that luxurious <laughs> fucking blonde earlers. <laughs> I don't know. I look at Mister Perfect and I think, yeah, he probably smells nice. Indeed, indeed. No, I I really enjoyed him. In, although to be fair, uh, I think he started having like nagging injuries and stuff like that, so he ended up going further down the card as time went on, as as the yeah, older I'm he got. Say it. Uh, at this point, at this point, before he's um, in W, before he goes to WCW, he's got uh, I think he um, went to London. Yeah, I think he does because uh, he started doing commentary policy. or something, didn't he? For WWE. Yeah, he, he was doing commentary and management work. Yeah, yeah. So let's see what that brings in the in the coming weeks and months. Um, Brian, it's been great to have another recording. Uh, yeah, you too. Let's... Apart from the nagging issues. Ah, it's fine. And, it's just us. Yeah, and, and the TV issues as well. <laughs> You've been listening to the Nitrogen Podcast. The Nitrogen Podcast is a production of NGP Media, created and hosted by Marvellous Mark Ashworth and Brian Bradshaw. You can follow us on all social media platforms at Nitrogencast. Thanks for listening. We're desperately out of time.